5: This is the Lombardi
0: Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN.
3: Well, it seems surreal to say it, Michael Lombardi, but it's Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Finally, it is upon us. As we say good morning and welcome to the show. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Circus Studios here in Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi, of course. It is the Lombardi Line. This is VSEN, the sports betting network. Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Like my girl Rose said in the Titanic it's been 84 years leading up to this game yeah. uh, good morning michael lombardi it feels like it right i mean are my you kidding Lord, me come like on it, you know? and by the way we've got hours to go until the game i know, so we'll, I know. let's do it
6: a lot of chickens are going to give up their life today I <laughs> can tell you that. Yeah, this is that. chicken 17, wing chicken wings it's... are
3: down 17 percent, though you can afford them this year how are yeah. we doing
6: good morning well, we're doing great we're doing great looking forward to it yeah i mean we're excited for the day excited to be here at the circa greatest one of the great sports books of all time here to Yep. As a backdrop and uh, you know, looking forward to the game. I think as we all kid about Patrick, nobody, you know, there's a scene in the Sopranos where they're looking for big puss and they can't find them and they have nobody knows nothing. Right. Right? Everybody handicaps the game their way with a tagline, but they have Mahomes. They have Mahomes. They have Which is almost gives you the chance to say,
3: well it's cheating, is yeah. what it is. It's I- giving yourself an out.
6: It's the old, you know, when, when I was in the personnel and would read scouts' reports, they would always kind of position themselves. If the player turned out good, they could say, see, I had it right. And if the player turned out bad, <laughs> see, I had it right. You know, I can go either way with it. So, uh, yeah, look, I think we all know this. But I, it was funny. We were talking beforehand. Joe Montana, who I had the pleasure of being around and watching him and competing with, and he was kind enough to win a game to give me my first Super Bowl ring and I am forever appreciative of that and he was never an underdog in a Super Bowl yep and never lost a Super Bowl and didn't throw an interception in the Super Bowl so and obviously he wasn't in someone's top 5 quarterbacks of all time we'll get to that later but the point here is what I'm making is is everybody loves the Eagles And they love Mahomes, but they're just not ready to go the Montana way with Mahomes.
3: Well, this will be the first time, to your point, Michael Lombardi, that Patrick Mahomes is a dog Mm. in the postseason. We'll get to that. Also, this is the first team in the Chiefs since 2004. Some symmetry. The Eagles back in 2004, you remember it well. 4 Eagles, Patriots, Patriots win the Super Bowl. The Eagles entered the postseason as the favorites to win the championship. They closed as a dog in the Super Bowl. That's where the Chiefs sit today. Let's get to the numbers. And you and I joked as we got here this morning, here comes the Chiefs money. Remember, the public is going to bet leading up to the game. And that's what we're starting to see. We're starting to see this number come back to the Chiefs a little bit nationally it's one and a half but here in vegas most shops are sitting with the eagles lane one remember for a full week we had a freeze on that number at one and a half we're seeing it now kind of peek back to the chiefs i've got percentages here for you michael lombardi over at bet mgm we're reporting 65 of the of the handle on the eagles and 65 percent of the bet so right there with 65 on both on Eagles, that is down from about 80% last night. So we're starting to see that Chiefs money come in here. Yeah,
6: I mean, here on our board, the line is still 50 and a half. There's a lot of shops where it's up to 51 and a half. A lot of shops, Circa here is at one. DraftKings in New Jersey, not surprising. They're still at one and a half. Mm-hmm. A lot of Eagle money there. A lot of the Jersey shops are still at one and a half. But that over total was ticked up to 51. So, look, I, I think this is a game where it, it it's two really good football teams. The spread's probably not gonna matter. We're focused so much time on the spread, it's not gonna matter.
3: Pick the winner. Well just pick the winner. If I could back you up on that team that wins the Super Bowl, 47-7-2 against the spread. So if you're confident the team's gonna win it, just bet the team bet they're the going team. to cover. And That's what, what it comes the Chiefs down to. Chiefs
6: money line is plus one oh five, the Eagles are minus one twenty-five. So, you know, there there you have it, Patrick. So bet pick just pick the winner. Forget the line movement, forget steam. Because there is no steam in this game. I think one thing we've learned in the 84 years leading up to this game <laughs>
3: Good job, is
6: that is that all this money that was being moved around, the Lions moving around, is because of future bet offsets, which has nothing to do with who That's likes
3: correct. the game and who doesn't like the game. Book to book, every number is going to be a little bit different, shaded one way or the other, because of <laughs> the liability they have on the futures. Okay, let me set you up officially here. Remember, if you go to vison.com The Daily, your boy Bill A.D. was all over it He's today. The best. You get the trends. You can go to the Billy Walters interview. The link's right there. You can get the prop analyzer. Uh, it's organized very neatly. We, it's free we, right we now. We need
6: a day in the life of Bill A.D., like where he writes this email from. Most like, interesting man in the world. The most interesting man in the world. Like, where? when is he inspired? You know, Hemingway would get up early when the sun rose, and he would walk across this deck into this into his into his writing room and stand up and type, but you wonder how Bill AD pulls off this email <laughs> I, with I, his little quirky comment. I mean, it's so brilliant. I
3: don't think we'll ever learn. However, we do know this, and we have learned, we're going to have Stormy joining us. Looking forward to talking to our girl, Stormy. Thomas Gable's going to join. Femia Abebefe is going to be in studio. Soren Petro from Kansas City side, and then Marcus Hayes. Who from,
6: predicted the Eagles would be 19-1 going into this game.
3: You know, it's what's funny about Marcus Hayes, longtime columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer, Michael Lombardi, who you read and you know live in Ocean City, New Jersey, he came on before the season started and joked about 19-0, and, and now here they are sitting here 16-3. So it's not like the, like the Eagles. Well, we
6: were all joking about it. I mean, look, let's be clear. Yes. It didn't take a genius to figure out they had a Gonzaga schedule. I mean, when you we look throw at it that. Up. There it mean, is. When There's you look at it, you're like, the okay, maybe the Viking game is going to be a hard one. You know, we nobody really thought the Cowboys' two games the Packers, I guess, probably thought that would be a hard game. I mean, I wouldn't have suspected they lose at home to the commanders. But, I mean, you know, the schedule, when you looked at it, it was, as Matty Human said yesterday, it was enticing to bet the overtotal on their schedule. We, and we all talked about
3: it all summer long. Okay, but one thing, two angles, and I'll start here. Because I think this defense for the, for the Eagles, maybe, as Chris Sims said on the show, possibly a little overrated, Michael Lombardi, just because they played on the front foot. They played in front... All year. However, and this is from your buddy Rick Goslin 48 of the 56 Super Bowl champions have finished in the top 10 in scoring defense. This year, the Eagles finished eighth in the NFL in scoring defense, the Chiefs, 16th. Let me follow that up. Teams that rush for more yards historically win and cover in the Super Bowl. The team that rushes for more yards, 39-14-3, and three, 76% clip in the Super Bowl. The Eagles this year on the ground, 5th in rush yards, 147-6. The Chiefs 20th, 115-9. But I know you've heard the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, yeah. but I just told you, a better scoring defense and a better rush offense for the Eagles, it adds up to an Eagles win in the Super Bowl. Also, the, also the spread right now says the Eagles, but the other... X-factor would always be Mahomes. You know, I've known Rick since 1985. I met him in Rick in Mike
6: Gottfried's house when Mike was the head coach at the University of Pittsburgh, and I have had a wonderful relationship with Rick. He's on the Hall of Fame committee. He's been a valuable resource, and he is really good at breaking down games. And, and I've talked to him pretty much most of my life and as we go into Super Bowls, and he has always been a proponent of Defensive football wins these games, which I couldn't agree more with them. But I think the rushing numbers, you've got to peel that back a little bit. And here's why. Most teams that are winning the rushing battle are because the scoreboard is their opponent, not the opponent. Mm-hmm. So you're going to run the ball when you have the lead as opposed to just running the ball. This what That stat to me, I throw that second stat Good. out. I love his first stat. Love to hear it. The second stat to me is only because you're in the lead. The Walsh concept, what Bill Walsh believed, everybody thinks the West Coast offense is 20 bingo cross, smash flare seven, all that stuff. It's not. It is we are going to throw the ball in the first half to get the lead, and we are going to run the ball in the second half to maintain the lead. And that's what the Eagles do as well as anybody, and so do the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs don't run it because they just put the ball in Mahomes' hand and say, take over, Patrick. Mm -hmm. But that's, to me, what you look at. And in this game – The Eagles' defense has to shine. Let's go back to Dallas. Dallas threw for what 347 against them. Dak was really good, spread the ball around. They didn't really run it as well. I mean, Pollard wasn't, but Pollard was part of the passing game. They sacked Prescott six times in that game. It was, it didn't really matter. Right. It didn't matter. But the reality was their defense turned over Minshew. So you've got to balance that a little bit in that point.
3: Okay, but we can say this we don't know how the eagles will react and we've talked about the soft schedule you call it a gonzaga schedule through the postseason as well they've been dominant you know the giants obviously weren't supposed to be there this year uh, but you take a look at a, a philly team we talked about the defense playing from in front but i told you yesterday how about the quarterback and jalen hurts through 22 throws total while trailing this year If they get behind early and the team that scores first in the Super Bowl is staggering, they've won 68% of the time. So if the Chiefs get up early, and this is a defense that hasn't played from behind and a quarterback that hasn't played from behind, that's when it's going to get interesting.
6: And and it's going to get interesting if we get into the fourth quarter and they have to play catch up in the fourth. And when you're in the fourth, you know, who has that lead in the fourth is going to matter. We see this when they played Cincinnati, Kansas City since they had to punt the ball back to Cincinnati, it was a fourth down play, and they had to punt it back to since he kept the ball for the remaining six minutes of the game, and won the game. So the Eagles have to have the ball in the fourth quarter with the lead and be able to convert those third and shorts, fourth and shorts, all those to win the game. If Mahomes walks on the field with four minutes to go in the game, and he's down four,
3: I'd be nervous if I'm an Eagle fan. hundred percent. Are you saying, Michael Lombardi, but the Chiefs have Patrick they Mahomes. They have Patrick Mahomes. Did Look, you hear? I I
6: I think to me, I'm I'm from the Rick Goslin belief. I think defense is ultimately
3: going to be the determining factor. That Eagle front has to dominate. The Eagle Front has to dominate. Both teams 16 and 3 got the highest scoring team in the AFC and the Chiefs. The highest scoring team in the NFC and the Eagles. Do we have as we kind of get the show going here? And take off do we have the two best teams in the nfl super bowl 57 with Ri-Re at halftime today are these the two best i do teams?
6: i do i think we do have the best i think there's no doubt and i think it's going to be a great game it's going to be a chess match on grass it's going to be a lot of adjustments it's going to be interesting i think we talked about this yesterday one of the reasons why points don't get scored in the first six minutes of super bowls is because usually teams come out with a little bit of a different look a different flair a different style and they try to catch the other team off guard. And I think we'll see a lot of that today in the first half.
3: As you know, I'm sitting next to Sports Writings Hemingway. Michael Lombardi, well, guess what? He wrote the script, and we've been pausing for 84 years. He's finally going to give his official play right here. Well, Matty Eumanns gave it out yesterday. <laughs> don't, don't say it. Don't say it. We're pretending that didn't happen. We're going to go straight to Casey. <laughs> he went right to it, too. He didn't <laughs> even mess around. And Petro next here, then Stormy.
0: No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: This is a Beast
0: Big Game Betting Update. Here is Stormy Bon and Tony
4: eagles Chiefs Super Bowl 57 upon us in a matter of hours. This is a line we saw open up as high as Kansas City, minus 2.5, but in a matter of seconds, that thing was on the move. Got as high as Eagles, a 2.5-point favorite. But now we are seeing over the last week, Philadelphia largely holding Pat at a 1.5-point number. We are seeing some ones out there. The total, 50 and, a half and 51. A big question for Kansas City, though, coming into this game was the status of their receiving core. Well, we know Nicole Hardman, is on the injured reserve list. It appears Kadarius Tony and Juju Smith-Schuster both good to go in this one. Starting corner Legereus Need was limited earlier in the week, but also appears to help out that young Casey secondary. For those worried about MVP quarterback Patrick Mahomes, he practiced in full every day this week. For the Eagles, likewise, Jalen Hurts was dealing with that shoulder injury that kept him out of two games to close out the regular season before getting back that last game and the playoffs. But He has not had an injury designation to this point this week. Uh, The only player who is injured on the list for the Eagles, Britton Covey, return man, questionable with the hamstring. So Avante Maddox and Lane Johnson, Set to play as expected. Betting on the Super Bowl nationwide, we believe, will be up 61% from last year. The predictions, $16 billion, meaning 50 million-plus people betting on the big game. Now we're going to send it back over to Circa Resort and Casino and the Lombardi line.
3: I'm just happy you made it out of Phoenix alive, Stormy. Uh, the most popular uh, person in all of Phoenix. Going Phoenix. Oh, come on. Was, come on. She was. Come on. You know, when, Although she doesn't pick up a beer. I had to buy all the beers, but yeah, she made I it mean, out alive. I Everybody was there trying to
6: get. You
4: wouldn't out. let me. Let me
3: live. Take it come easy, on. Stormy. <laughs> as we welcome you back, the number right now. Here comes the Chiefs' money. And speaking of the comes. Chiefs, so Petro, of course, the guy in the midday's there and drive time in Kansas City. He's a friend of the show. He's been on before, of course, host in Kansas City on the radio. And we talked about it, Soren. We talked about here comes the Kansas City money. Remember, the public's going to bet leading up to the Super Bowl on Sunday. You're starting to see that number come back a little bit to one on the Chiefs. We talked about. I don't know if there's a disrespect angle here, Seren, for Patrick Mahomes, but it looks like he's going to go off as a dog for the first time in his postseason career.
5: I think it's more of a memory angle, right? Like when last you saw Patrick Mahomes in this game, uh, he was getting, you know, running for his life, getting beaten up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I, and I think that's part of what's at play. I think it's a different... Uh, scenario here: the the Eagles' defense is getting a lot of play, and rightfully so. Seventy sacks, albeit against uh, largely a list of of has-beens, never worse and never will <laughs> be quarterbacks. <laughs> I like it, uh, other than Dak Prescott, who hung forty on them, and thirty-three from Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, they're very good, and I think people are expecting. Uh, I think the people that are pounding the uh, the Eagles are expecting a similar game to what happened against the Bucks. And this is a very Different offensive line that's reworked and healthy, unlike the one that played against the Bucs two years ago.
6: Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's the angle that everybody's playing, right? You know, that the Eagles' defense has to dominate, although when you do peel back a little bit, can they dominate? They didn't dominate against Green Bay. They play from in front so darn much that it's hard to really see if they have to slug it out. And with Patrick being healthy, as you know, and these receivers, that's the question I have. As you're from your sources, how healthy are these receivers? One thing about playing the game, so nothing about getting through the game and playing at a high level. I think they need Tony badly. Talk about his injury and what you think and expect from him.
5: Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, the guy's brittle. I don't think there's any way to, to you know, sugarcoat that. He, he had injury problems with the Giants, and he's had them with Kansas City. So even if they start, one of the scary things is, you know, and the Chiefs went through this with Sammy Watkins. He'd miss four games every year, and then there'd be four other games he'd beg out, and then you burned uh, one of your roster spots, one of your active roster spots that day. And that's kind of the fear here that they're going to have to juggle. Uh, it happened to him with Juju Smith-Schuster in the AFC Championship game. They thought he was ready to go uh, with the knee. He even had a million-dollar incentive to do it win the AFC Championship game, play 50% of the snaps, he gets a million dollars. He couldn't get through it, he only played 40% of the snaps, and he's got the same bonus for this uh, Super Bowl as well. So you know he wants to play, that's the fear. Is he saying he can go because there's a million dollars? out there for him to get when he goes out there, they, they've got to be very careful about the injury side of it and make sure whoever they do send out there uh, is going to be able to play. If that means you got to come down to Justin Watson, then you come down to Justin Watson, but make sure that you don't line up. They had a three wide, Michael, one time I looked out there against the Bengals and their three wide was Noah Gray. It was Marcus Kemp, a special teams gunner. And it, and it was Jody Fortson. There were no wide receivers on the field, and that's when they kind of went dormant offensively in that third quarter. So they've got to make sure they've got wideouts who can actually play going in this game.
6: And, and I think that's what's affected the line. I think the fact that Mahomes was injured in Cincinnati, I think the fact that he had no receivers, and the last look we had of the Chiefs wasn't an oppressive look. If it's not for the 29-yarder by Moore, they may not even be in this game. I think that's what's affected the line, not the land, not the lens of the whole season And looking at that, I think it's that last impression.
5: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that plays into it. And I, and I think there's also just kind of the story that's been written all year, right? Like like this is the Eagles' Super Bowl to win. They very quickly, about week four or five, were the only undefeated team, and they became uh, the scenario that everybody was talking about. And the Chiefs had kind of fallen off. And the, the Chiefs' storyline was, how do they possibly overcome Tyreek Hill? They're supposed to regress back to the pack. So this isn't the story that's been written all year. Chiefs win again. Uh, but here we sit, and and they're knocking on that door. And so I think you know, when you work backwards from, hey, I've had the Eagles winning this thing all along, and I kind of called the rule the Chiefs out, which I think a lot of people did, uh, then they, they they work backwards from that and come to the conclusion, okay, that's what's going to happen. How do I get there? Well, this Eagles defensive line will be too much for the Chiefs offensive line. Their offensive line, the Eagles offensive line will be too much for the Chiefs defensive line. And the, the Eagles might be better on both sides of the ball, but the margin is much closer than I think people are painting it. The Eagles gave up 44 sacks. The Chiefs offensive line gave up 26 you don't hear that very often. It's all about how great the uh, the Eagles offensive line is. But, you know, the, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, quarterbacks are a big part of, you know, not taking sacks. Uh, with Patrick Mahomes, that offensive line, I think, is better than is being advertised going into this game.
3: Boy, Soren, you woke up with an edge today. I if love the it. Chi- if the Chiefs have the edge, like Eagles 76, but you mentioned the Chiefs were great with the pass block I love win it. rate. So, again, Soren, uh, their WHB in Kansas City's got a little edge today. We'll see if the Chiefs do. I don't know how to measure this. Two years ago, Kansas City, Andy Reid was a disaster in the game. We understand what happened personally with the accidents. You carry that over into the game. The halftime adjustments were there. Michael talks about the tackles, obviously backups, maybe the toe with Mahomes. I wonder if that lingers. They both, they didn't perform well two years ago. Does that linger and they want to prove something here?
5: Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I, I think the two weeks were good for them because the Bengals game was such a giant game for this team. You know, we talked before that game about how the Bengals have been talking all week. They've lost three straight to them. And, yeah, I think there was a little fear coming out of that game. Do they just play their Super Bowl? Was the, was the Bengals game, Do they put so much into it and getting over the Bengals? Because it was the one team, the first team ever, really, in the Mahomes era that could put their thumb on them and say, we got you. And so there was a lot that went into it. But now I think – you know the narratives nationally. This is a team that's playing in his third Super Bowl in four years, has a two time MVP at only 27 years old, and they're the underdog. And, and Most people are picking the Eagles, at least that's how they hear it. Uh, yeah, I've, I think they've done them a service and, and, and creating that us against the world mentality for a team that's you know, if they win, will be on the brink of starting a, a dynasty. You usually don't find yourself in an underdog role, you know, carrying the MVP uh, into the game,
6: no doubt. I mean, I think that's. You know, but that's everybody's out in this game. Is everybody? Look, we like the Eagles, but they have Patrick Mahomes. I just think, to me, if this game gets in the fourth quarter and it's a and it's a one score game in the fourth, the quarterbacking of Reed, uh, the quarterbacking of Mahomes and Reed's offense and the ability to, for Mahomes to make plays off scripted is often going to be the difference in the game.
5: Yeah, I mean, he's he's the point guard that you love if you're a basketball coach, that you can just give him the ball. There's 10 seconds. We know we're going to get a 45% shot because he's that good. That's what Patrick Mahomes does. Add in that Andy Reid's the best play designer, uh, does a fantastic job with his week of game preparation. And so you get, you know, you got to beat the Chiefs twice uh, on offense. You, you have to beat Andy Reid's schemes, figure out how to reverse engineer those. I know Vic Fangio, has had some success. He was winless as a head coach of the Denver Broncos against the Chiefs. But you know, his defenses have, have had some success. He was one of the first guys to really throw that shell over the top on him, but they've they've gotten a lot better. At, at doing that. The, the entire offseason was Andy Reid redesigning the offense to attack that kind of defense. So I think it's an interesting matchup. And, and, I, and I think, you know, if you can get Andy Reid, that's great. But Patrick Mahomes, just with sidearm throws and scrambling around, we'll see how much he can run around. But he should be more mobile than he was against the Bengals. And we saw in the, the run that clinched the, uh, the, the, the field goal try for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was the fastest he'd run all year. So he put the pain out of his mind and and clocked his best uh you know running speed uh, to get that first down. So he's at least got mobility when he's got to have it and he's the ultimate wild card. Even if you get Andy Reid, he can still beat you. So they they're very difficult to stop. Two part question to
3: finish it. Chiefs fans, nervous or confident and then let's get a prediction.
5: Uh yes. Uh, I think they are nervous and confident. It depends on which one, you know, they haven't settled into the role of being Patriots fans of just, you know, wearing the black hat, announcing, uh, right. hey, we're here to drink your whiskey and take your women and, and go home with the victory. <laughs> they haven't quite gotten to that point yet, right? That That's still a work in progress, but they're starting to feel it. So I think there's a level of confidence uh, out of the fan base, but they know it's going to be a tough game and they've heard a lot about the Eagles. As far as my prediction... Like, listen, I know this is going to sound like Homer Central, but there's no point in picking the game right around the spread, right? I hate it when people give me a one- or two-point pick. Give me the Chiefs 34-20. I think this is a game that- Either team can win by double digits. If one of the defenses has a day in the takeaway category and they get to plus one or two, uh, then I think that's where you get the margin. The Chiefs have uh, forced eight takeaways in the last four games. So I'll say they take it away. I don't think Jalen Hurts is healthy. I don't think he can beat him over the top. They stop the run. They win 34 Thirty-four twenty.
3: 34 20. WHB Love it. 2 to Love 6. Seren Petro. Awesome. Thank, Suren. You, Suren. Thank you, Seren. Appreciate you very much. My man came out with an edge. He did. He's ready to go. If He's the, got the Vic Fangio angle, too. There. If good the Chiefs will come back and talk about the Vic Fangio angle next. Also, third and short, Chiefs not very good. So, Ren, plug your ears. And who wins the middle eight? That's next with Michael Lombardi. Lombardi Line, v the Sports Betting Network.
0: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on Vsin. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, Brent, thank you. The big game is the perfect time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. You sign up today, place a $10 wager on either team to win. Regardless of your wager's outcome, you'll receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. Just use the bonus code SB100 when you make your first bet. Get on the field. Get in the game right now. Nothing beats BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, SB100. Is the code bonus bets expire seven days from issuance? Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? One eight hundred Gambler. Offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York. We are finally here. It's exciting to be here on Super Bowl Sunday. Of course, Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line. Vsin the Sports Betting Network. Longtime columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Marcus Hayes. We call him Old Nineteen and O. Marcus on the show because as we say hi to Marcus again, now we've added a week. But we joked before the season started, He said Philadelphia fans were confident. They had them going 19-0. Now, 20-0 and 0 if they win the Super Bowl here, uh, t- based on your prediction. Where are the Eagles fans as we head into Super Bowl 57? Is the confidence there, or are the polls greased?
7: You know, it's yeah, absolutely the polls are greased. It's so different from the last time they were in the Super Bowl after the 2017 season. This group of Eagles fans expects them to run away with the game, the only way it's close is if there's a backdoor cover, you know that sort of thing. It's it's a, it's a weird experience having optimistic, uh, energetic, confident Philadelphia fans. I've been there 27 years, 28 years. I've never seen confidence like this. Period. It's they wow. just think that they're going to. They think they're going to win, and it's a nice change to tell you the truth. You know. I, I, I will say that they were, I think, more leery last week than they were this week, or two weeks ago when they played the Niners.
6: Yeah, I mean, there is a sense that they they're catching Mahomes injured, and they're able to the, their matchup favors them because of the defensive front and their ability to rush and create problems. When Mahomes lost his Super Bowl against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in Tampa. But let's talk about the Vic Fangio factor. Adam Schefter reported today that Vic had signed a two-week contract with the Eagles to help them prepare. But it's been my understanding all year Vic's been helping Jonathan Gannon kind of change, be involved in the, in the defense, and help him out in kind of getting a diversified portfolio to stay out of the shell, stay out of all the zones. What can you tell us about Vic's role?
7: Well, what we've noticed, and we don't have access to Vic, what we've noticed, and Jonathan doesn't really divulge much, we've noticed them be a little bit more, not aggressive, but assertive. I think aggressive means you're going to blitz, blitz, blitz. They don't have any blitzers. Their best blitzers, Avante Maddox, has got turf toe, and their second best blitzer is CJ Gardner-Johnson, who you don't want to uh, lose in coverage. He uh, he's, leads the league in interceptions. So we've seen a little bit more press coverage. We've seen quarterbacks less. It, it's harder for them to get rid of the ball one two, go. And that's kind of the, 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 the Vic Fangio effect that we've seen with Jonathan Gannon. And the cornerbacks love it. They absolutely love it. Maddox played last week. Gardner-Johnson played safety. And you had Bradbury and Slay on the outside. And if you look at that film, they're noticeably closer to the line of scrimmage much more frequently.
6: Yeah, no doubt they are. And I think that when you go back last year, when Gannon's defense played against the five, six really good quarterbacks, Brady twice, Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Dak and Dak Prescott twice, when you look at those games, the ball was only on the ground 36 times, incomplete passes in those games. So they have to change something, and you could see it. And bringing Vic in, you think, well, Vic knows Andy. But the difference here is I don't think Andy's offense is what it was last year. We're talking about the cover two shell. That was to keep Tyreek Hill from beating you. Tyreek Hill right. killed him in that last game in Philadelphia. You remember that, Marcus? He had about 182 yeah, yards. So to wow. me, I think this is a little bit of a different, and I think we're making too much out of the Vic influence. It's going to come down to can they cover.
7: Absolutely. And this is a different cast of receivers, but Patrick Mahomes is better too. That's, you know, that uh, we, we talk about Jalen Hurts' improvement year to year from last year to this year, and it's been massive. I don't know about you, Mike. I, I've never seen anything like it. He's just so much better in so many areas. But Patrick Mahomes is an elite passer now. He's an elite quarterback. And Fletcher Cox, who – Fletcher Cox is a defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles for the last 11 or 12 years. He makes his money on how quickly the quarterback gets rid of the ball. He says that this Patrick Mahomes is frustrating because he is about 90 percent correct about where he's going to go with the ball before the snap. He's becoming Tom Brady. So that's the big issue with Patrick Mahomes, losing weapons but gaining uh, expertise, I guess.
3: So Marcus Hayes, Philadelphia Inquirer, lay out the Andy Reid angle for us. You know him well. You covered him his whole career there. What does this mean to him?
7: Well, this is a Hall of Fame uh, coach who's about to go up on Rushmore. I mean, if he wins two Super Bowls, there's only like 10 or 11 guys who've done that. And there's no thinking that he won't win three or four which puts him on the Rushmore. It makes him the second best coach of his generation after Belichick. And I never thought I'd be saying that after, you know, meeting this guy in the bowels of Veterans Stadium, uh, you know, asking me where I, he should get his hair cut in Philadelphia. <laughs> it, 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 it just <laughs> He's not an imposing person, but you don't need – he's had kind of proof that you don't need to be imposing. You just need to be smart and consistent and be the real deal. And Andy is that. So – Vis-a-vis Philadelphia, when Andy left in 2012, after 2012 season, he needed to go. They had made this team. They called it the Dream Team, right? And it was a nightmare. I think they won 12 games in two seasons. They won 12 and 20. Andy's son overdosed on drugs, on team property. He was a strength coach. He had steroids in the room. It was a huge mess. He had to go. And Philadelphia, it was a pretty amicable split. Most people in Philadelphia still remember Andy Reid fondly, and they'll be happy for him to win, you know, two, three, four Super Bowls, but just not this one.
6: Yeah, just not this one. I agree. And and I agree. That was, a, you know, it was it sometimes the coach kind of runs his course, you know, and I think there was a time where, where Jeff, Jeff Lurie, Marcus, I think this week said that he felt like he waited a year too long.
7: Absolutely. But, you know, he couldn't not wait too long because they had just – Invested all these assets. I mean, they'd gotten Dominique rodgers Cromarty, and Namde Asama to, you know, to play cornerback for two years. And the big is the big issue back then was Andy Reid took his very accomplished you know elite offensive line coach, Juan Castillo, who played linebacker in college, and made him the defensive coordinator. And by the middle of the second year, by two, that was in 2011, in 2012, he had to fire one and, and, and promote Todd Bowles. So it was, I, I, I'm I, Jeffrey says that, but in real time, it was never going to happen. They went eight, eight eight and eight with the dream team first year, and then they went four and twelve. But there was no way they were going to invest all those assets and then fire a coach who'd been to, you know, four or five NFC championship games and had a $100 $100 million quarterback in Michael Vick.
3: Is Hurts healthy? Give me a percentage, Marcus. Is Jalen Hurts healthy?
7: I think he's maybe 80%. I think he's where he was after, uh, coming out of the long break for the uh, second Giants game. He, he beat the Giants to finish the season. Then uh, two weeks later, he beat them to win the uh, divisional game. I think he's there. I think he had a setback against San Francisco. He's hit a few times. He, he didn't have a lot of velocity on the ball in the second half. I was He was probably 75% in that game. He's probably back to eight. Would it surprise you if he had offseason shoulder surgery? Not at all not at all. I mean, I've got two bad shoulders and there are things you can do to work around them, but when you're young and you have the, you know, 6 months, 7 months to to recover and it can be good forever, you don't have to worry about prehab, you don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't have some sort of procedure in the off season. I don't know how how bad it is, but we're talking about a guy who didn't have a gun to begin with. So He needs to be as fit as he can be, even if that means two or three weeks missed in 2023.
3: Prediction time. We just had KC, Soren Petro on 3420. Philadelphia Inquirer, you've been there forever, Marcus. What do you got?
7: Which team did he take? He took Kansas City. Oh my goodness, two touchdowns. I see it the opposite way. We haven't talked about the Eagles offensive line, which is not only the best offensive line in football right now, even with Lane Johnson dinged up a little bit with a torn groin muscle, it's probably aggregate the best offensive line in football since around 2017, and there's no change in that. And you, you, a lot of the plays that Jalen makes and a lot of the plays that... Uh, Miles Sanders makes is because this offensive line across the across the board is elite. So I can't see them not possessing the ball more than Kansas City. And because of that, I see them maybe scoring 33 points and giving up, I don't know, Twenty-five. So thirty-three twenty-five. That's it's an odd number. I like it. But that's my that's my take.
6: Well then these games, especially the way Sirianni might go for two, the odd number the, might be. In play. Sirianni and exactly. Reed
3: are both weird, and they're yeah. going to do weird things. The There's going to be a play, weird yeah. score. By the way, two banged up shoulders and you made it through the interview. Good job by you, way Marcus Hayes. Thank you so much. Philadelphia <laughs>
7: Inquiry, you're the best. Thank you thanks so for much, your Marcus. help all year. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. Talk to you guys soon.
3: There you go. All right. So we're opposite ends of the spectrum from Billy. Jockey. However, like you know, I don't know if Philadelphia media, including you, my friend, I don't know if they really pull for the Eagles because that fan base can be so grating and overwhelming yeah. and insufferable. Oh, yeah. If you say the wrong word. I mean, if you don't give them enough love, You're
6: gonna have I mean, to it, hide, it's man. not enough. It's not that you like them. You have to give them more love than ever. I mean, it's
3: really remarkable. We got Michael's prediction coming up. Plenty more to come. Already Storm yesterday. I know my Stormy as well on the way back. <laughs> also, middle eight. And third and short, I promise we're getting to it. It's v these Esports Betting Up
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
1: Work.
3: This is a decent
0: Big Game Betting Update. Here is Stormy Bonantoni.
4: The countdown continues to Super Bowl 57. Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl Sunday coming up in just a few hours. Eagles have held as a one and a half point favorite. Pretty steady over the last 10 days, but we are seeing some ones pop total sitting 51 and speaking of action, it is the Super Bowl and that means props. What are some of the most bet props over at BetMGM? Well, Kenneth Gainwell over 19 and a half rush yards, minus 110, currently the most bet player prop out there. Gainwell has surpassed this number in three straight games combined for 160 yards on 26 rush attempts so far this postseason. RB1 Miles Sanders over 61 and a half rush yards, also getting a lot of action. Better seem to think that the Eagles' top ranked pass defense can intercept Patrick Mahomes, but that he's still going to get his when it comes to yards. Lots of action on the over 294 and a half passing yards. When it comes to the touchdown market, first touchdowns. Who doesn't love these? Travis Kelsey getting so many tickets, ladies and gentlemen, and deservedly so. He scored first for Kansas City eight times this season. Six of those have been the first of the game. Cash this ticket for bettors in both the divisional round and conference championship games as well. But the next four most bet options, they are all coming in Eagles. A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, and Dallas Goddard. Philadelphia, the best team in the NFL this season, scoring on opening drives. 62 points on opening drives to lead the league. Now, as we send it back over to Circa Resort and Casino, and my guys Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher, do we think that that trend can continue? Can the Eagles find their way in the end zone early? What do you guys think?
6: You know, I, I kind of do. Uh, an interesting side note we're not talking about. I think. I don't think. I know Shane Steichen's going to be the head coach of the Colts, right? So, Are you
3: breaking news here? No, oh, I'm not breaking it. I mean, but you I said would you say, know. Uh,
6: 90, Steichen's going to I like 5%. to percent Put your name
3: out there, Lombardi. Don't be scared. You know,
6: so he's going to be the head coach of the Colts. So <laughs> I don't think that deterred his preparation no. for the game plan, so they've been very good at figuring out how to start the game quickly. The problem is Spagnola is a little unpredictable. He's the unconventional swordsman, so I think that. Um, I, I, I kind of get the sense that's going to be the key emphasis of their defense is we got to stop them in the first quarter. Stormy, you gave out all those picks. You didn't give out but Puppy Bowl, but we'll forgive you for that. What's your favorite <laughs> problem? What are you going My with?
4: favorite prop, oh, there's so many. That's the thing about the Super Bowl, right? I want to bet just about everything. Um, but I think my favorite prop might be for the shortest touchdown to be under a yard and a half. I know it's juiced pretty heavy, but... I think it's like six of the last seven Super Bowls have had a goal line touchdown, so that was one I really liked.
3: Love I like it.
6: that. Yeah. Puppy
4: it's Bowl here. picks, I'm still up in the air. I like Josh Allen Hound. I like Bacon. I like uh, Barnaby. Yeah. What, what were some of those names, I a, Michael? I, I think I've oh,
6: expressed He was reading the list for
3: like 20 minutes during the break. I mean, the break. I mean they got, <laughs> got a deep roster
6: in Puppy Bowl today at 2 o'clock on Discovery. You can watch it. I, I mean, I don't understand how Bella didn't get in that. Question. Millie, Millie's oversight on not uh, entering Bella in this game.
3: Question for both you, Stormy and Michael Lombardi. Chris Stapleton. Country singer, national anthem. The number's been set at two minutes and five seconds. Last year, Mickey Guyton, don't know him, but he sang the national anthem in a minute 50. Jasmine Sullivan, Eric Church sang it in 216 the year prior, 205 for, for Stapleton. Stormy, are you a fan of yeah. Chris Stapleton?
4: I mean, how could you not be? It's Chris Stapleton. Answer. But in terms of, like, how long the song is going to go, like, this is your moment, right? It is Super Bowl, national anthem. You're going to milk that for as much as you've got, right? Like, my think, it, my thought is always leaning toward the over when it comes to, to the length of time for the okay. anthem. All right,
6: let's go with a little trend here. Eric Church, great, writer, great songwriter, wrote the song Springsteen, if you've ever listened to it. Wonderful song. Uh, he went 214, you said? country singer so let's play that country singer we know megan payton's from dallas she under she loves country she said bet the over i'll go over i agree with stormy this is your moment you better make it shine what's you know why would you run off there
3: okay carrie underwood though went a minute 47 super bowl 44 luke bryan country artist 204 in super bowl 51 so 205 for stapleton i agree with both of you i think he goes over okay stormy great job how's the vibe what's the vibes like over at the south point today
4: It was hard to park already at 6.30 in the morning when we got here. So I'm just saying people are going to be filing in all day long. Stormy,
6: I'm counting on you to count how many hot dogs come out of that cart that day. I'm (laughs) counting on you to get that answer for me. Well, we just have to see how many I'll eat first and
4: foremost. You got (laughs) what now, Stormy? What would you say? (laughs) We'll, see, we'll have to see how many I'll eat first and foremost. It's like one of my – like, it. it's could, right here. There he
3: goes. Thank you, Stormy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in just Appreciate a little you bit. Appreciate Thank you, Stormy. Okay, great job by Stormy out at <laughs> South Point. She's awesome.
6: Yeah, she just – at least she admits
3: it. I mean, like, how – I mean, you can't sit there and smell it and not go over and get one. It was the, the cart. So what Michael's referring to is where our other broadcast center is, South Point, where Stormy's sitting right behind her, literally right behind her, is, as he calls it, the hot dog cart. The hot dogs are legendary over at the South Point. Uh, She she came right out the bat with the the team scoring within that first six minutes. Again, the team that scores first in the Super Bowl has won the game 68% of the time. So that is key and getting out on that front foot for the Chiefs. Again, this Eagles team just really hasn't played from behind. You can pin your ears back as a a defensive front and get after the quarterback when you're not trailing. I just think to me, if
6: you've never played Philly before, the speed of their offense, the way they run this six-back offense is challenging. And you must have the ability to set the edge on both sides. Mm -hmm. You have to set the edge on both sides because you're gonna have to defend Hurts from running outside. And so what when you set the edge on both sides, you've got to be strong down the middle of your defense. You've got to be able to say, "Okay, we can run, we're going to be a really good tackling team, and we've got to be able to hold up inside for all the inside stuff that plays off the six-back attack, right? They fake it, they fake the inside zone, they take it out, they push. So you've got to set it. You can't allow him to escape, Hurts meaning. Right? So that's really the challenge and you've got to do a really good job of handling that. And then When it gets to a passing down, Joe Cullen, the defensive line coach for the Chiefs, has got to do a really good job of containing hurts in the pocket. Now, Cullen's from the swim school. You know what the swim school is, Patrick? Tell me. Arm over, get up the field. We're going to rush it up the field, and we're not as concerned about lanes. This is a game on both sides of the football where pass rush lanes are critical. You've got to rush the quarterback the right way. You can't just run up the field and in the swim club. Okay, arm over, here I go. I don't care. I run past the quarterback. Worst place to be in football, Patrick, past the quarterback because he's yet to turn and run that way.
3: And Mahomes, though, Michael, as far as sack avoidance, nobody's better.
6: No, so the Eagles have to do that too now. The Eagles can't run up the field. The Eagles can't run up. And here's what you don't want Mahomes to do is get out right or left and then you know we see the plays with McKinnon where he just flips it over. The off-scripted plays are what separates. Yes, but is home. there
3: is there a mitigation because the ankle? I know we've been harping on it. Again, it's been 84 years, but where are you right now? <laughs> I that think high the ankle's ankle. Fine. He's Look, fine. Look,
6: I think we we put what we tend to do is put things into a category and it stays there. So there's all variations of high ankle sprains, and so he probably had a mild one. I thought it was a lot worse when I saw it, and especially when he couldn't put any any pressure on it. But he came back. Do I think he gets an injection? I bet he plays this game without an injection. Now, I think if you're Jonathan Gannon, you're going to see, can he drive the ball down the field? He couldn't drive the ball down the field against Cincinnati.
3: 16 and a half rush yards. You saw Matt Eumanns yesterday goes over for a home, so he believes the ankle's good. We saw him two days after the injury jump off that podium. He should be fine now two weeks out. Michael Lombardi, go back to the Fangio angle here. Yeah, well, I just think Vic, look, you know, Vic,
6: Vic, that last coached at Denver, it was a Tyreek Hill offense. And so he developed that, you know, he played a lot of twos, split safety. And so he didn't want Tyreek Hill to beat him over the top, which he did in Philadelphia when Gannon was there. And so that that scheme, if you play that scheme against uh, against Mahomes this year, you know, he will go 12-play drives. Look, the key for Gannon is no big plays, right? When, when Tennessee... W- when Tennessee stayed in that game with no offensive production at all, basically three and outs the entire game, they were able to limit the amount of big plays they gave up. One throw of over thirty three yards. And the drive that killed him was when Mahomes scrambled for twenty and then Mahomes scrambled for a touchdown for fourteen. If if Gannon keeps the ball in front of him and forces them to have to work it down the field, he has a better chance to create the negative play and then get off the field.
3: These are the two best teams as far as from playing in front. The- Two best teams in first half scoring. The Eagles average 18-2 per half in the first, and the Chiefs 15-5, middle eight. Who do you give the advantage? Explain to the new audience middle eight as well. Well,
6: so the middle eight is the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half. So if you're playing Kansas City, you want to control the middle eight. Because why? Because you want to be able to, if you're down 10 points at the half, going into the final four minutes of the half, you want to be able to score a touchdown okay now we're only down three and then we start the second half we score another touchdown now we're up four and Mahomes hasn't taken a snap right so you want to be able to control the game now this game will be filled with Eagle fans typically when you defer you're deferring because if you're on the road you it's hard to get your offense going with the snap count because the, everybody's in their seats waiting for the game to start it's the loudest the stadium will be until the fourth quarter but in the second half, everybody's going to the bathroom, buying a hot dog, you know, having two more beers, all that stuff. Right. So the stadium's half empty when you start the second half and you can get yourself going. Andy Reid has never played attention to the middle eight. He yes. didn't do it against Cincinnati. Had a chance to put that game away. He kept them in the game
3: had a chance all, to put him away all i know is t- the big guy to my right to your left as long as shania twain doesn't show up today he's going to be in a good mood yeah that's like and, I can't and we can't that. get into it no, and Millie can't. doesn't want to talk about shania you don't want nobody wants to talk about shania i could
6: still see her getting on that stage
3: oh my god couldn't wait for her to get off and i uh, just so you know shania i love you yeah when good. we come back more stormy cool. femi's gonna join as well and we got props we're coming back with our best bets on
0: the props next
1: work.